What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Junction podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm here with my buddy Chase. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the factors that lead to lower belts tapping out higher belts. And uh, this is kind of a, a two-prong problem because we've got upper belts uh, having a lot of trouble accepting being tapped by lower belts because they're higher in the hierarchy, right? And then we have the lower belts going balls to the walls to tap out the higher belts. Oh yeah, they have a little they have a little target on their back, um, <clears throat> and they definitely feel like they have a target on their back. And it even happens all the way up to black belt. I have a competition today. Um, thankfully, I have, I have a black belt that accepted. But um, a lot of times in these matches, the the black belts won't compete down because uh, I'm a brown belt, uh, they, they won't compete down just because. Yeah, the, the risk to reward for their ego is uh, is off, Man. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it happens all the way up to there, you know, where they're just a completely, you know, they, they, they expect that they have the win, they expect that, and that they're not even taking a chance. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so in this episode, we're going to go through, I, I have written down nine factors. There might be more. We'll, we might uncover some. So we're going to go over all of these reasons that this kind of thing happens. And I think that the first place and the easiest place to start is going through like the physical attribute yeah. section, right? So if you're heavier as a lower belt, you've got a pretty sizable advantage that kind of makes up for the skill thing right? that's usually the the guy you see in class the the big strong you know athletic looking guy who comes into class um you know just bigger and he's able to kind of hold his weight down on people and you know there's a couple submissions that you learn Kimura and Americana and a lot of times that's it like they they have success in it so keep doing that yeah 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 so so like you you even talked about the strength part so the next thing is strength right so like being able to have the horsepower to move yourself or your opponent um with sloppier technique you know that the ability to squeeze the ability to squeeze is a big one Um, right yeah that's about people that don't have a good grip don't have the correct way but they're squeezing you know as hard as they can kind of squeezes or it feels like it anyway right so yeah yeah, so like those those two attributes kind of go together and that's that's what most people think about when yeah. they think about okay, well, if if you're bigger and stronger, then you have an advantage, but I can overcome it with technique. That's like the whole, you know, yeah. jujitsu myth. It's really a myth. You can you can you can close the gap with technique when there's a huge discrepancy, but you can't ignore it that there's a big physical attribute maybe there's a point where that crosses um you know i've had opportunity a couple times to go with like you know 285 pound wrestlers you know big wrestling heavyweights um you know places where i couldn't win the takedown uh but i could on their takedown end up you know getting my sweep and ended up on top but um you know i've had a couple really really big and obviously i know i'm 220 plus so Maybe those rules don't apply, but I've definitely went with guys that are way bigger, way stronger. Um, so there maybe there's a there's a line there, but I, I do believe that um, you can be smaller and, and with technique overcome that. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's still overcoming that. Like that's a that's I a guess that is yeah. It's no, still no. overcoming that, yeah. so it's not like we can just be like, yep, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, doesn't it always matter. matters. No. It's always relevant, right? Yeah, your your technique has to be good enough to overcome it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, you actually see some upper belts uh, fall apart sometimes when they go with somebody who's a little bigger, a little stronger, because those structures mm-hmm. didn't really exist, you know, under under stress. They they existed when things were easy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I feel like you see that a lot when you have like people that are not used to having people of equal size in the yeah. room. Yeah. Because there's a lot of places, a lot of jujitsu gyms where there's one big guy. Yeah. And everyone else is like kind of like the, the average population, right? I'm thankful for our gym. Our gym has a bunch of huge dudes. Yeah. yeah you can't get away with being big at our gym. <laughs> I'm it just, doesn't work. I just I'm I'm over 200 right now. I'm unfortunately near 220, um, and like there are days that I show up and I'm like, holy crap! I am by far the smallest <laughs> dude here. <laughs> yes, we don't we don't run into that. Yeah, but yeah. So weight and strength always relevant and kind of connected, but different is like athleticism. Yeah, super. You know, younger. Uh, the ability to to headstand and hop over, the ability to to, to circle fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see that sometimes the the younger, less experienced uh, catches the position, snaps real. You know, maybe a front headlock snap. That's where I see it a lot of times: the snap and a spin. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just on the back so fast. It's like, are they technically better? No, but their athleticism and they're, they're they're athletic. They can hop from one side to the other. They can spin to the back fast. Yeah, like fast and controlled with with power. Yeah. And and like combining all of those things, God, athleticism is. I think that's probably the most important one. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, there's so much that goes into athleticism, right? Like the senses, you know, the ability to to feel things, mm-hmm. you know, and put yourself in the proper position. Yeah, yeah. Precise control over exactly where your limbs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I was more athletic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, and then too. then kind of related to that, cardiovascular fitness. How big? Is your gas tank oh. another thing I could improve? <laughs> yeah, we we have a we have a belt now, same color belt. But uh, I remember a period where all I would do was just like go 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 until I heard him go, <sighs> and then I would try to submit him like five times. Um, first, I mean, but that was that was kind of the routine. Is I would just. And it was when I was a purple belt, and he was a brown belt. Um, now we're the same color belts, whatever. It's almost not relevant ah, at this man, point. It's, but, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's unreal. Uh, you know, but just start running around him, and as soon as he would breathe, you know, it just kind of leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as I was smart in that first two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. I could avoid getting uh, getting got. Getting got. Yeah. <laughs> I could avoid being, uh, you know, tapped. So. Definitely just being, you know, having more fitness than him. Uh, mm-hmm. But for that first two and a half minutes, you better. Yeah, I honestly think that this is probably the vector that most people can improve the fastest that would show up in rolling. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as as you go up and usually age comes with belt mm-hmm. level. So, you know, and that, that usually comes with fitness going the other way, blah, blah, blah. So. You know, it's probably the that's the one that you get the most return on, um, and it kind of nipped that 
the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the building cardio is relatively quick. It's relatively simple, especially building the baseline cardio. Yeah. It you you go for a fast walk and like it shows up on the mats if you didn't have baseline cardio. No right? question. Yeah. Um, and then like you know the adding adding weights easy, but you know <laughs> it depends on what kind yeah. of weight you're adding. Uh, and and strength doing a basic strength uh, program will help too, uh, but yeah. Then the next thing on the list is like the mobility and flexibility component. Yeah. Um. Again, that usually comes with the slightly younger, more athletic. You know, in better shape, uh, and their their body's just able to do some things that maybe the slightly older, um, you know, slightly uh, thicker. <laughs> um, maybe you know desk job where your hamstrings are tightened up, your hips have tightened up, and your body just doesn't. You can't put your heel behind your head. Yeah, I can. <laughs> but you know, uh, as my mobility got better, you know that that was something that I saw. Uh, and it's funny with a little. Like, I remember a couple. Usually it's brown belts that I, I don't know why, but they're they're kind of like you could tell they're they're a little they're a little older. They they're, they're speckled gray. Uh, and they're all just a little overweight, and you could just man, they're hail for the first like two minutes. Um, but usually, like if you crunch them up a little bit, <laughs> they 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 start breathing real heavy, you know. So there's some things like that you to do, and that's mobility related, you know, yeah. things that they just can't do um, because of my better mobility. Um, yeah, and the the like the the mobility and flexibility. That's probably I I feel like that one is probably the hardest for people to decide to commit to. Yeah, because it's hard to see returns in it you know, unless it, you commit to it. You know, like it usually takes. You know, and kids are obviously you know they're they respond fast to things. It takes about two weeks, you know, to really start seeing the return. You know, man, it's hard to commit to something for two weeks. Mm -hmm. That could be fourteen days. Whew. Uh, did, did, I don't know if you've noticed or you've been watching, but uh, one of the guys at our gym started uh, doing our mobility routine, and uh, his his guard passing has gotten better because he's mobile enough to move his legs in a certain I way. Bet. I bet. And I, and I was just like, how how he talked about it, and I was like, how often are you doing? It? And he's just like, just like once a week. And I'm like, just once a week is doing that? I would have thought you needed to do more. And he's like, oh, it feels a lot better. And I was like, you know, you're supposed to do it a little more often than that. And he's like, it takes me so long right now to warm up, to get through the mobility routine. Maybe once I get past a certain level and it becomes easier to warm up to make the progress on the mobility, I'll be able to do more I've, of I've it. Talked about, I've talked about having the lessons with, the, with, with adults, you know, that anytime an adult comes to me, man, I haven't done it in a long time. You know, I got a little shoulder issue. I got a little hip issue. For the first package that you buy, usually I, it'll be mobility stuff. Yeah. And you're going to look at me after the second day, not because you, it's easy, but because you're like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Are we not going to do something better? Like, you'll be dripping. And, and it takes them 55 minutes to get through the warm-up. The kid's doing eight minutes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I have to say, I wouldn't want to do uh, the kid's warm-up uh too too frequently right now <laughs> the, the, yeah it's it's a it's a tough warm-up and i'm very mm. impressed with the kids being able to do it they're yeah. tougher than adults i swear oh no definitely the ones yeah. we have yeah 
Um, so kind of the, like we, we were talking about, we kind of like went off on a tangent of why it's important and how to build it. Um, but I want to talk about how it actually ends up leading to those tapping situations, like kind of directly. So the weight tires out the upper belt, right? It results in control and it makes it easier to submit after they're tired out. Yeah. Um, the strength makes it easier to execute all kinds of techniques because um, effectiveness of technique is really strength or power times technical ability. So that's what that's kind of the the equation for actually executing something. So adding strength and pretty much any of these other factors. It's like it's like uh, technical ability times attributes, yeah. and all of these are attributes, right? So anytime we bring up any of these attributes, it's gonna make it easier to execute. Yeah. So so you comparatively, when you have any of these attributes, any of them up high enough, it makes it easier for you you to execute. So yeah. if you're if you're a an extremely good power lifter how clean does your arm drag need to be less clean the, the multiplication yeah because of because it's a multiple multiplicate yeah there's multiplication <laughs> multiple anyway <laughs> yeah. so so we like i like to think about effectiveness as attributes which we can we can build at our attributes and we were talking about that before times technical ability which is what everybody likes to focus on, and you know, for good reason, yeah. it's part of the multiplication, right? So, all of these people who have all these attributes, just they just have an advantage. Yeah, it's it's a serious advantage yeah. too, and yeah. it's one we can't really ignore. And that's why I'll, there are people, there are white belts that walk in off the street and they submit blue belts, purple belts. Yeah, and it's because of this, right? Yeah. The attributes, and then. We kind of have our next section of semi-related life experience and skills, right? The obvious one is, do they have a combat sports background that's kind of related? Yeah. Judo, wrestling, sambo, MMA, even like the less related things that, like striking, like Muay Thai has some grappling yeah. components, yeah. you know? And and basically any martial art will have some carryover, some type of takedown, some type some of kind of carryover. Takedown defense, yes, sir. Yeah, you're you're like at least familiar with the situation. You have some kind of skill. Like like don't get me wrong. Like a karate black belt is not going to come off um, like a, a modern karate black belt. It's not going to just like come in and just mop up the way a wrestler might. Yeah. Um, but it's still. An advantage it's a semi-related skill it makes it 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 kind of like adds a little bit to the native technique side of the equation right mm, i don't know about a karate black belt i'm sorry it depends i i actually know i know some um karate schools back when i was a, a teenager living in georgia that did real grappling and um one of the guys, uh, we wrestled together, and it was the first time we had ever wrestled. And he just he did a he did a beautiful stiff arm, popped up to his feet, 
and established a real side control. And I didn't process what that meant until just now. <laughs> but it was real grappling. Yeah. It just depends. Um, Send me a karate guy. <laughs> I'll show you, you that. You're talking guy. about one fucking 16 years ago. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess they are out there. Bruce Lee was there too. <laughs> I bet. I bet. There's he still stories about. Yeah, but there's still fucking stories about Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> there are stories and movies about the good karate guys. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there it, could be a movie about this guy. This instructor. <laughs> This wasn't an instructor. He was just one of one of the uh, the other guys. He was Ooh. in the same grade as me. Okay. Um, I think I think the instructor's ass. <laughs> no, the instructor was kind of a scary dude. I showed up once. You were sixteen, of course. He was <laughs> <That's> scary. <true. laughs> <sighs> anyway, so like <laughs> karate, notwithstanding, sorry. whatever. But like, it's if you have related combat sports skills, you're gonna at least. <laughs> not panic as much right no for sure especially like even for the first 30 (laughs) seconds as a karate black belt you're gonna be like i got this i got this oh shit i don't got this so you'll have confidence for the first little bit no i still think that they're gonna do better than a nobody i still (laughs) i will i will make that assertion better than a nobody better than no better than no skills whatsoever but with no skills you could possibly do the right thing <laughs> it's okay he'll, he'll be he'll be broken by one of the other I'll guys get off this stage anyway so so combat sports experience yeah it'll help no for sure um and then like the next category is like things that really help develop general athleticism and body awareness the best example is gymnastics man it's so cool um i try to recommend all little kids, uh, if you can, let's do a year or two of gymnastics. I promise. Gage is already past the point, but Cash will do some gymnastics. He'll do a I year or two yeah. of gymnastics, um, picking himself up on you know, rolling, mm-hmm. flipping rings, just to until he's like, "Okay, I'm done doing this, Dad." I'm like, "All right, cool, let's move on." Mm-hmm. You know, but he, he'll do some gymnastics at a lower level, um, for sure. The, I, I think it's uh, it's amazing that that's grappling strength. That's all. That's all Everything, kinds yeah. of amazing things for yeah. your body. Yeah. So that's like a. That's almost like a. It hits both sides of the equation, right? We've got the. We're we're building, the attributes, and we're also like our ability to build techniques will be so much better because of being able to do a controlled flip and a turn, and all of. Yeah, just, just it's the body, just body awareness. So yeah. Yeah, there were, there was a gymnast in one of my one of my old gyms, and it was it, she was like 130 pounds, and like she would do things on the mats. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, and like, Believe it for sure. and they the the body awareness was ridiculous. Anyway, so those kinds of really high level of body control sports, probably the second most applicable. Um, set of semi-related skills yeah um after direct combat sports i'll probably say a gymnast me- messes you up more than the karate black belt <laughs> as a gymnast you're not gonna be fed a bunch of fakeness <laughs> so arguably the karate black belt sometimes it's fed a lot 
And I'm saying karate, not. <laughs> okay. the The other one that I find that I found fascinating was um, people who have a background in dance, both men and women. And it's and it has to do with um, their ability to recreate steps in a sequence. Oh, I like that. That's that's interesting. I was going to do some hippie stuff and be like rhythm, rhythm too. Yep, rhythm too. A lot of you know, good jujitsu is, is rhythmatic, rhythmic, <laughs> rhythmic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got it's got rhythm. You know, it's it's on a beat. Mm-hmm. That's good jujitsu. Um, man, that makes that makes sense. I like, yeah, they're, uh, and I don't know if I've went with any dancers. I mean, if I've done jujitsu with any dancers, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you have. <laughs> there are, there are some at our at our gym okay. um, that have talked about it, but they don't want to admit to you that they've danced. Understood. <laughs> Understood completely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it's really applicable. It helps with the development, and it also dancers tend to be more flexible. They they have body awareness. Body right, awareness, course, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the the next one is jobs that build attributes. Holy hell! If you have ever like <sighs> grappled with a, a somebody who does pipe fitting, or a goddamn electrician, concrete work. We've concrete. We got, got the concrete workers. Oh, that that guy is his his grips. Concrete saws and concrete drills. Yeah. Because they're 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 standing on a. On a lift with their hands above their head, holding a saw that weighs about as much as they do. Yeah. And then they have to prop it up on something and catch the piece they just cut. It's Jesus. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. I need to make him give me a video of that so I can see. And that. that's and they work him to death too because they, I mean he's just carrying big saws around. You got to cut straight lines. You know, it's big, heavy power. Yeah. I, I played with one at a, at a landscaping job a week ago. It took me probably three cuts to kind of get the. But I mean, if if you just held the button it does this yeah so just you can't hold it straight unless it's digging into something fascinating and this one was only about a quarter the size of the ones he used <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no wonder he could just like yeah. grip and rip yeah. anything yeah. he wants for sure interesting and he's trying to be gentle yeah yeah his, his grip he's got a grip mm-hmm. yeah when i done tree work tree work was one that was maybe it was just because the way i did it <laughs> But anytime I work at those manual labor jobs, I would uh, carry limbs certain ways, and mm-hmm. I would get strong when I did tree work. But yeah, that that adds. Yeah, there's there 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 the blue the blue collar work yeah. is incredibly impactful in terms of because it's like it's like direct grip and man strength. Yeah, yeah, you'll kind of see it in nogi, but when you put a gi on. You're like, holy hell. Ooh, man. That, what does this guy do for a, Oh, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. And just like, look at his hands. When he gets done, just look at his hands. Yeah. You'll understand. You'll be like, okay, that's why I just got yanked around. Yeah, the there was a there was an electrician in a place where I used to train, and every time he got a cross-collar grip, it would take a foot and both hands to break that grip. And then he would grab me, and then he would grab my leg, and I'd be like, well, at least I can compete with my leg versus your legs. I can't compete against the, the grips. Yeah. Like yeah. my grips cannot defeat his grips. It's just not, it's like a a certainty, Yeah. you know? So uh, I find that those those grip attributes, very, very impactful. And like, yeah. you know, you even if you're a purple belt, brown belt, black belt, 
if they have a grip on you and you can't break it and it's a deep collar grip, that's a big advantage. Yeah. Well, in a lot of those jobs, they're holding, they're, they're using big tools that, that vibrate, that shake. It's like their, their core strength is a little different than most. You know, their ability to, to tense up and clamp down for long periods of time because there's no such thing as holding a drill or holding a cutting so a big cutting saw for 10 seconds no it's yeah it's you, minutes at a time you yeah. know it, it takes four minutes to drill one of them holes that i'm drilling at the gym yeah of a hammer drill mm -hmm. you know it's just hammer 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 so you know, your body's tension you, so it's it's a full-on core strength so. yeah yeah watch out for those guys yeah <laughs> And, and like, that's just a small list. I'm sure all of you guys have experience with, like, people that you're like, wow, that is freaky how good his attributes yeah. are. And then you find out what the profession is. Uh, sh share some of those down below. I'm sure that would be an interesting discussion. Yeah, uh, we cool. want to hear about that. Um, so let's kind of look at um, solutions and mental shifts on on both sides of both like the lower belt and the upper belt as far as what we can uh, we can do to make our experience better in this like interplay of lower belts and upper belts right because there's a lot of ego involved shifting shifting from both sides yeah. right yeah. so um, I think the the first important solution is to accept that there are people who will have advantages on you and that's okay i know oh god that's 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 how it's going to be <laughs> yeah yeah they're, you mean they're, we're not all equal <laughs> yeah you might have an advantage over other people too <laughs> You know, but there will be someone else who has an advantage on you. And <laughs> oh, no. Comma, that's okay. <laughs> you mean I'm not always going to be bigger and stronger? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's it, though. Right? Yeah. Just, just accept it. It's just a fact of life, and you're just getting – It's you can ignore it in other areas of life, but you cannot ignore the difference in attributes and skills yeah. when you're when they're, when it's a one-on-one -on -one competitive sport against you i've tried to eat a lot this week and he's still going to weigh more than me <laughs> <laughs> i tried <clears throat> yeah and and it's, <clears throat> it's really okay and the the things that we can do to affect if we're on the not having an advantage end of things we need to attack it not just from a technical standpoint we mm -hmm. need to attack it from taking ownership over our own attribute building it's funny with the kids i talk about um you know i don't know probably a lot of people that watch you know uh, video games you know whether they played video games or they still play video games a lot of times when you're building characters there's attributes mm -hmm. you know and i talk with my kids all the time about that you know and that's what we need to be moving those attributes along the whole the whole journey mm -hmm. um because those are just building usually you don't lose it unless obviously you have an injury setback or but most of the time, you can just build those attributes. Well, when you have an injury or a setback, why don't you add some into wisdom? <laughs> Man, there's a lot of different places you can feel. And that's that's how I get our kids to train when they're injured. Like, okay, yeah, well, I heard Landon tell his mom, I had a cast on my arm, but I work on my jab and my low kick. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of just looking at it as attributes, and we're just building attributes. Um, you know, that's definitely 
that that needs to be happening all the time. And that'll help everything. Yeah. I don't I don't know if any of you have been playing Baldur's Gate three because that just came out. Um, but you know, you're not going to be able to outstrength a half orc if you're a halfling like me. <laughs> but you could work you could work on your other stuff, right? Yeah. Find find other advantages that you can build and don't neglect the one that you're you're there's a big difference between oh, I'm weaker than that guy, but I still lift. Yeah. And I'm weaker than that guy, so I'm going to, you know, run a ton, get my cardio up. Like you still need to have a minimum amount of horsepower. Yeah. So you have to you kind of have to like have some balance in the attributes that you're building. Yeah, and if we were looking at you know, like a real solution, I, I would probably try to level out your attributes. You know, you've got time. That's all you have now. And if you've started the journey, you know, hopefully you're not going to stop at Blue Belt or stop before you get Blue Belt, stop before you get Purple Belt. You know, maybe it's a, it, this is a lifelong journey now. This is a, a hobby that you're going to hold. You're going to have with, you know, whether with your kids, with you know, your wife, with your friends, but it's something that's going to happen. So, Let's build. Let's let's really kind of develop all those little attributes. You know, I've seen guys change their strength over a five-year period. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, it didn't matter. He was going to do jujitsu. He got strong at jujitsu strength. Mm -hmm. Like one of our guys, Matt Norman, he done. He he was like a weight strong, but he changed his strength over the last probably four or five years to grappling strong. Mm -hmm. You know, so he just kind of shifted those attributes a little bit and. I would definitely, if this is something you're doing for a hobby for the long, that's that's the biggest solution. Let's get on our attributes and start rounding them out. Yeah. And, uh, like, having everything rounded out is great. Uh, put a little little effort into developing the things that you're naturally good at. I actually, I like that. Because if you can naturally put on a ton of strength, then you would be remiss not to kind of, like... Be strong. Be strong. Uh, you know, like, I I need to get back up to my four plate for reps, deadlifts, and squats. That That's would a be big change incredible. I've done. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I was always strong, but I, I got away from weights because it hurt my body a little bit, lifting weights for football. and So I just got back to lifting weights hard, you know, heavy again, because I was strong. You mm -hmm. know, and then, I, then there was a period where I was like, man, everybody's stronger than me. Yeah, you but know. they didn't have to be. You can yeah. easily yeah. be just as strong. Yeah, six, um, six weeks of – six weeks to – Maybe ten weeks yeah. now. Yep. Of focus and his shift starts shifting back. Right. So so we've talked about the attributes side, right? So we're we're looking for creating the best possible effectiveness as a grappler. So we'll talk about kind of like the little bit of technique side um, that can help to improve your experience as either a lower belt or a higher belt, right? Yeah. Um, technique bubbles. Yeah. Well, um, you know for. Just kind of touch a little bit on on everything we talk about a little bit about the ego and kind of a lot of one of the big things that happens with when a lower belt taps in a higher belt is the higher belt uh you know kind of little egos there like i'm not going to get tapped by this lower belt and when the lower belt kind of like we talk about that technique bubble you know having having answers not just just the arm bar but when you know that upper belt's like this this white belt ain't gonna arm bar me and holds on really tight and he's not really thinking about escaping the right way I mean, if you have a good technique bubble, if you have some things that, that you're working on and you're developing, and that's where you catch the, the clean, crispy triangle, or you got the triangle and he just tries to bull his way out, that's where you catch your clean, crispy arm bar. But having a, a set of, you know, those submission bubbles, those technique bubbles where <clears throat> we can kind of 
transition because you know belt levels are by the options you have that's kind of where you're decided at you know usually the white belt goes after the arm bar they don't get the arm bar the arm bar is not there but when that white belt starts making that turn this is where you start seeing them tapping out those higher belts that are usually able just to hold on because it's a white belt mm -hmm. if i stop this singular motion they don't have a technique bubble yet yeah you know so i think that's one of the the biggest places that you see obviously strength everything all the attributes but you know that's that's probably at the core there even you know bigger stronger like the upper belt should be able to the guy for the most part should be able to move through those motions and get out of that if they recognize it early and they should recognize it early mm -hmm. so like i know that the strength does make a matter at a point like when you're stuck in side control yeah but you know early recognition should come as a higher belt level and if you're not having early recognition as a higher belt it's probably because you're clouded by a little bit of ego or a little bit of not paying attention to the moment because of what should happen instead of what is happening yeah um, you know, because what should happen is when they go, you, you know, they're going armbar, they're going to get armbar, but that's not what's happening in the moment because they're switching to triangle. Yep. Um, you know, so it's kind of rooted in that that little bit of ego, that little bit of cloudiness from the upper belt. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, working working on the technique bubbles can give a lower belt a chance to catch an upper belt because they can, if they have it focused in a grouping of techniques they have a chance of actually having their execution go through. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, upper belts, the biggest difference is they have more crispy technique bubbles, right? And as that, but that kind of, they have to be present and aware of what's actually happening yeah. at the time, right? So um, there's our, you know, analysis of how, <laughs> how lower belts yeah. end up ta tapping upper belts and, you know, there's a lot that goes into jujitsu, yeah. especially with such a big category of physical attributes and a big amount of techniques and technical development, like picking and choosing and building it all at the same time, specializing in a few will kind of make it easier to do the journey. One, oh, one thing at a time, but bring up your general competency. Yeah, right? for sure. So uh, I like it. anyway, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, if you have any comments we love to hear from you otherwise we will see you in the next video cool Boom.